the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your daily source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Addressing a House Republican retreat in Baltimore, Vice President Mike Pence says he couldn't believe what Beto O'Rourke and other Democrats were saying about gun control this week's debate. You had leading candidates for the highest office in the land talking about taking firearms away from law-abiding citizens. Well, the American people deserve to know this president, this vice president, and these House Republicans will always stand for the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. The vice president also told the 2019 House Republican Conference member retreat in Baltimore. He and the president want to see Republicans regain control of the House in 2020. The Northwest Bahamas is bracing for a newly formed tropical storm, Umberto. The, the um, two islands there should be hit over the weekend, at least battered by heavy rains. This is SRN News. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group and timeshare cancellation advocate. I was sued by the largest timeshare company in federal court for simply helping people cancel their timeshare that they had been lied to about. The jury sized me up and came back with a verdict after only 20 minutes. And yes, I won. My husband and I are more than grateful to everyone at Wesley Financial Group. You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though a weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with our Better Business Bureau. Want to learn more about getting rid of your troublesome timeshare? Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation. Call 800-691-9999. That's 800-691-9999. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No, no wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Wall Street Business Network is on the air. It's the King Banyan Show. As an educator and former legislator, 
Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Just say what you got, man. It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for listening today. We're we're excited to uh, have you here. I I was hearing people speak the day after the the debate, the third uh, Democrat debate, the uh, the gang of ten on the stage. I got to hear a lot of them talk about uh, talk about uh, things, and and there was commentary that came from the from the right wing uh, uh, of the internet saying, well, I didn't talk at all about the economy. This is just, you know, they can't talk about the economy because the economy's great. Now, part of that is you want to always lead with your best, with, with your best front. And sure, you've got, you've got a sub four unemployment rate. You've got an economy growing at about 2%. Uh, this year, it looks like it'll continue to grow at 2%. This has been sort of a 2% world for the past few years, uh, we got a little pickup in 2018, thanks, I think, to the tax cut and the demand side impacts, the supply side impacts that I had thought were possible to come. I now wonder if they will come. I'm beginning to doubt myself and my own predictive powers. Well, I often question my predictive powers. Uh, that's just normal for me. Uh, but uh, that's... Uh, that's certainly that certainly seems to be that three percent growth for 2019 is increasingly unlikely. Nonetheless, it's a pretty it, it's it's a pretty good economy, and I would argue that particularly for those who are working in the goods producing sectors, like uh, like mining or manufacturing or construction. It has been a particularly good economy. And as I mentioned at the end of the previous era, hour, excuse me, the era of the late 18th and early 19th centuries, where you had all these new technologies coming in place, as, uh, as uh, Tim Taylor puts on his blog, Con- The Conversable Economist, prominent inventions of that period where the mecha- were mechanical spinning, coal, coke smelting, iron puddling, the power loom, the railroad, the application of steam power. They were very different types of technology, right? And they don't interact with labor in the same way as IT or material science or genetic research. All of those have caused a different kind of change, particularly toward the toward skills accumulation the fact that that being somebody who's trained in these areas has increased your increased your wages and increased the premium for people who have those particular skills and many people in construction and manufacturing are people with skills meant for an earlier time they're they're kind of just different than than this so the reason I talked about that the last hour and repeating that now is 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 for the following reason. I believe that much my part of my grand view of of the world right now is not that we're in an angles pause, but that that analysis 
uh, that that Engels had back in 1844. By the way, please don't assume that this means that I must be a follower of communist writers. Okay, I, I I'm not, but to point out there are some parallels here that lead to that lead to me understanding better the political conflicts and political discussion that happens at this time. A large group of workers who had previously been able to do to to earn a living in one way find that the way they had earned that living is no longer adequate to the extent they're able to find jobs in the new economy. They're jobs that don't have a whole lot of future growth in terms of higher wages. They don't permit you to be able to fairly easily establish a middle class lifestyle which would be to be home ownership uh, maybe having a boat or a cabin or something like that those, those opportunities are less available to many people than they were before just in the same way as has happened in the right around the turn of the 19th century in in uh, in britain which was a period that was characterized by enormous conflict. The rise of has the same stories about the rise of populism and so on. I am coming at you from that kind of a context that I've set up for you to now listen to some of these clips from the debate on on Thursday night. So there are ten people on the stage. Okay, if you pay attention to most things, you probably know this already. And and to work at work at understanding folks like uh, like the the people up front, like like Elizabeth Warren, like Joe Biden, like Bernie Sanders, and I am indeed um, I am indeed uh, interested in in a fair amount of what what was said by them. I'm interested, as I mentioned, we'll we'll hold off until a little later to talk about uh, the understanding of somebody who's not in that top tier but who I think has a very interesting understanding of the case, that being, of, that being uh, Andrew Yang. But I want to I listen to some of these uh, pieces here, um, some of these pieces here that, that John's prepared. I will warn you in advance. I have not heard these in the way John has prepared them for us, that Eric's going to play for us. So you're getting, my, you're getting a first reaction to this just, just as much as just as a matter of warning so let me go ahead let's go ahead and i'm just going to work these in order eric so that i can and react to them as they happen uh so these are the opening remarks of bernie sanders at the debate on thursday cut number one we have got to recognize that this country is moving into an oligarchic form of society where a handful of billionaires control the economic and political life of this country and as president, I am prepared to take them on. Yes, we will raise the minimum wage to a living wage. Yes, we will finally make sure that every American has health care as a human right, not a privilege. And yes, we will address the catastrophic crisis of climate change and transform our energy system away from fossil fuel. How does he wake up in the morning? Good morning. Yes, I will have breakfast this morning. Yes, I will have orange juice. Yes, I will have eggs and toast buttered. Because is there butter in this house? 
Or is it in one of my other two houses? Okay. Sorry. I can't resist making fun, making fun of him. By the way, as a native of the state of New Hampshire, I love I love hearing people who are supposed to be from Vermont but have a New York accent. Um, just just delightful. But think about think about what he's saying. This concentration of power in terms of oligarchs. This is this is part of this progressive paradigm that that I I think I was described so well by Arnold Kling in his book, The Three Languages of Politics. If you listen to all of these speakers, with the exception of Yang, who I think actually comes from a different direction, they argue along this one parallel, one, one, this one axis, as, as uh, Kling calls it, which is, the, which is the oppressor and oppressed axis. And what... What politicians do is that they take the people who are in this one side, the people you're trying to get the votes of, and say, "You are being taken advantage of." Because I'm not going to use I'm not going to use one of the stronger words. Okay, you are being taken advantage of by these other group of people, and we're going to go get them. We're going to take their money away. We're going to give it to you. I can imagine a politician in 1900 in the United Kingdom basically saying. Someone's taking advantage of you, okay, in terms of taking these technologies and replacing labor with coke smelting or replacing labor with the power loom or replacing labor uh, with steam power. And as a result of that, because they've replaced labor with capital, the owners of the capital get get the goods. Now, understand this, right? The word capitalism, and I'm going to talk about capitalism and socialism in this hour, because I want to go back and I want to go back and listen to Bernie Bernie a little later on when he talks about what kinds of socialism he believes in. Okay. The people who created the word capitalism are Engels and Marx. Das Kapital. Nobody called it capitalism until Das Kapital. They create the word. But it's their analysis of the case that the presence of all this technology and the capital that embeds that technology caused a fundamental shift toward a group of people who used it to capture all the games. And so one way of analyzing it is simply saying, hey, the people who own the capital, they're your oppressors. Okay, you are the oppressed. And when you when you vote for me, that's going to go away. We're going to stop that. Elizabeth Warren comes from that same place. I'm pretty sure I know what this cut is. Let's play cut number two. And now the question is, how best can we improve on it? And I believe the best way we can do that is we make sure that everybody gets covered by health care at the lowest possible cost. How do we pay for it? We pay for it. Those at the very top, the richest individuals and the biggest corporations, are going to pay more. And middle class families are going to pay less. That's how this is going to work. Right? There's that same there's that same paradigm. I'm going to charge I'm going to take from them and I'm going to give it to you. They're going to pay more, you're going to pay less. Right? I admire Elizabeth Warren for this reason. She's not making a secret of what she wants to do. 
She is abundantly clear. Here's the thing. It might work. At a moment where you have something like this angles pause, it may be that appealing to uh, uh, those people got the money, they don't deserve it, you should have it, we're going to go get it from them, may be a way in a democracy or in a republic to acquire power. It might work. But is is it a good analysis of the economy as it is right now? We'll talk about that right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business Something you need to know about Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners. They're on a mission to help as many people as possible to get out of pain. They've been a consistent sponsor of this show. In radio, sponsors come and go. They, They may even stay for a year or so. And then they're gone. Not so with Relief Factor. Pete and Seth are consistent year after year. Why? Because tens of thousands of people are now taking Relief Factor every day for their back and neck pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, knee pain, etc. And now they're in less or no pain at all. That's the truth. I'd like you to try it. Three-week quick start is just $19.95. In three weeks, you'll know if it works. How's that? Is that a great thing or what? Cancel if it doesn't work. Otherwise, it's the best nineteen ninety five you will have spent. That's the quick start, relieffactor.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Cal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember 
the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business 1440. Hmm. 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 Again, I, I, I am enjoying trying to work with you today on this on this idea of what are they talking about on that stage when you listen to the democrats right now i'm not picking on the democratic party per se think this is the language that is being used look there's a lot of what i hear from president trump that is also along that very same axis of of oppressor and oppressed as it's just as much as I hear it from Sanders or and Warren, it's a, it's the very much the same thing. Joe Biden is very is is not at all different. Look, let me just give you a, let's let's listen to a couple other other tastes from that particular debate. I think we've got I think we've got uh, a, a couple pieces here that could help with that. Let's listen a little more. This was Elizabeth Warren Thursday at the debate uh, at Texas Southern University. This is cut number three, please. Direct question. You said middle-class families are going to pay less, but will middle-class taxes go up to pay for the program? I know you believe that the deductibles and the premiums will go down. Will middle-class taxes go up? Will private insurance be eliminated? Look, what families have to deal with is cost, total cost. That's what they have to deal with. And understand, families are paying for their health care today. Families pay every time an insurance company says, sorry, you can't see that specialist. Every time an insurance company says, sorry, that doctor is out of network. Sorry, we are not covering that prescription. Families are paying every time they don't get a prescription filled because they can't pay for it. They don't have a lump checked out because they can't afford the copay. What we're talking about here is what's going to happen in families' pockets, what's going to happen in their budgets. And the answer is on Medicare for all. Costs are going to go up for wealthier individuals and costs are going to go up for giant corporations. But for hardworking families across this country, costs are going to go down and that's how it should work under Medicare for all in our health care system. Senator Sanders, you were... Okay. Did you understand what she just did? Wasn't that an elegant non-answer? Law professors are so good at this. Okay, that was... That was, I don't know how long that cut was, but it was about a minute of the following. I could have done that. I could have done that answer for you in 10 seconds. Okay, let's let's measure my time. Your taxes are going to go up, but your taxes won't go up as much as your costs out of, out of pocket and other things will go down. That's my position. I timed that at eight seconds. 
She could have said that, because that's in fact what she's saying. When she focuses on total cost, what she's saying is, yeah, your taxes could go up, but your your but your your expenses in terms of your deductibles and all that stuff is going to go down. You can't possibly know that, right? You can't possibly know that. But notice that she stuck that other piece in there because this is the el- this is the element of your politics today that is so important to understand. The other the the element was she wanted to make sure you knew that somebody else was going to pay more. Someone else is going to pay more. Along that axis, it is important to identify winners and losers and that you're going to be part of the winners and those losers, well, those losers deserve to be losers. It is not at all different from the debates of the early 19th century in the United Kingdom. It is not at all different from the debates about the United, within the United States at the end of the, ni- at the end of the 19th century. So the UK at the beginning of the 19th century, the US at the end of the 19th century had this debate and it was really continuing on and on all the way into into the end of World War II. These cycles are very, very long. Right? These cycles last one or two generations. This is not, we're not talking about a business cycle that goes, that goes uh, say, two to ten years. We're talking about cycles that go 40 to 60 years in length. And so my analysis of the case is, you know, now, you know, that we may have reached a point where we're seeing that rollover. Maybe the rollover started uh, with the Great Recession in 2008. You could make a a pretty good case for that. And that what we're seeing now is the beginning of an entirely new phase in what's happening. These these items get, get quite well connected. And what uh, Martin Gurry in his book, The Revolt of the Masses, which I, which I highly recommend, by the way. Uh, it, I've, been, I've been reading it. It's like been one of my last two things I read before bed. Uh, has been trying to read a few pages of that book every evening to sort of recapture my thoughts on this. Is that, is, is that people... people People who are making this argument are basically undermining the the hold that elites have on the conversations, on the economy, on the politics of our time. This is why I think, by the way, you're watching the, the solution in Brexit happening right now. Have you been paying attention this last few days? Uh, let me let me just pivot to that. We'll go back. To, we'll go back to the debate. I've got I've got I've got two more cuts that I absolutely got to listen to uh, here. But um, let me go back. Let me go back to talk about talk about this this Brexit piece. What's happened in the last seventy two hours? There was an article that appeared first in the Times of London on Thursday morning. Okay, um, we're recording this on on September fourteenth, so. Uh, so if you are listening to this on a replay, and I hope, I, my intention is this this segment might might play again sometime over the next few weeks. Um, as you're listening to this, um, I'm, I'm talking about something that happened in the second week of September. The Times of London runs a piece which says there might be the shape of a deal regarding a replacement of the Irish backstop. The Irish backstop, again, is simply to say 
say, we're going to have an arrangement so that we don't have the hard border between Northern Ireland and, and the Republic because we fear what might happen if we put a hard border there because the, the absence of the hard border is what keeps the Good Friday Agreement, which ended the violence within, within Ireland that had existed since, well, gosh, almost two centuries. In order to keep that from happening, we're going to have to have trade rules that basically keep Northern Ireland inside the EU for all intents and purposes. And that the backstop, um, that, that, that the backstop would have to be, the backstop would have to be a backstop that in some sense not just, keep, because Theresa May said, I can't have a border between Northern Ireland and the rest of the United Kingdom, she was willing to say, well, to make that sure that doesn't happen, I'm willing to let the rest of the United Kingdom be covered by the same rules in Northern Ireland. Because this is what her partner in the government, the, uh, the, the DUP, led by Arlene Foster, had, had, had support insisted on. We can't be separated by trade rules from the rest of the United Kingdom. And that that was, that that was a condition. And so Theresa May gave Arlene Foster that, that promise, and she held, she held to it. It eventually ended up costing her, her her government and her leadership of the Tories. Boris Johnson has been saying a lot of things up front, but now it appears Boris Johnson is saying, look, goes back to Ms. Foster and says, look, if you'll let me draw a border over agricultural goods, I will make some arrangements for you to help you with some other items. Here's the important part. Northern Ireland, I should point out, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland, the three other the three other parts of the United Kingdom besides England, each have their own parliaments that have a limited amount of power. The problem being Northern Ireland's uh, uh, parliament, which is called Stormont, is actually closed right now because they cannot get the two parties, the DUP and the Sinn Féin, to work together. The Northern Irish politicians want Stormont reopened. What Boris is saying to them is, if you'll give me some wiggle room to negotiate a better arrangement on the Irish backstop, I'll get you some money, and I will get you Stormont reopened. And she's saying yes. This is exactly the kinds of, of mechanisms and machinations that happen when the elites realize that they have kind of lost some power here. But what's happening is all of a sudden the Times of London, which is an elitist newspaper, it's the New York, it's the New York Times, it's the Washington Post, okay, of of the British press, are, are is saying, whoopee, we might actually get a negotiated Brexit, and we might actually have a deal, and everything's going to be awesome. I predict that that all of a sudden when this this happens, he's got one big problem. Boris has watch over the next week or two. If you're listening to this replay, it may have already happened. The person who's going to scupper this deal is Nigel Farage. But the only way Nigel Farage has power is if they call a general election. So watch what happens along with this. If they get a deal, there will be no general election because Boris does not want to go to the public 
with an angry Brexit party running against him because he negotiated the solution rather than just coming clean out on a no-deal Brexit, which is what the Farages want. This is going to be a very interesting story. This is going to be a very interesting case coming forward over the next few weeks. And this is, this is the, the, this revolt of the masses, okay, which runs counter to the oppressor-oppressed story. Boris Johnson is actually arguing from a different axis than a Jeremy Corbyn or Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren. We'll hear more from the debate. We're going to hear more. We're going to hear from Bernie. I want to turn to to, to to one thing that Bernie said and one thing that Andrew Yang said, and I want to get to those right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now, you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-424-7126. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-424-7126. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-424-7126. 1-800-424-7126. Are you a writer who's devoted your time to writing a book with Christian morals behind it but need help to get it published? Maybe you wrote a children's book, your memoirs, a devotional, or a mystery with strong moral values at its core. Covenant Books has helped faith-based authors publish, edit, and sell their books through Christian bookstores and major online book retailers. Plus, if you call now at 800-580-1838, we're offering a free author's information kit to help you through the publishing process. Our experienced and dedicated staff will review and notate your manuscript with an editor's eye. Then our page designers will format your book to create the appropriate experience for your readers. And if needed, Covenant's talented illustrators will bring your book to life. Most importantly, Covenant Books will help tell your story by printing, marketing, and distributing your book through specialty Christian bookstores and major online book retailers like Amazon, Apple, and many others. Covenant Books. Let us help tell your story. For your free author's information packet, call 800-580-1838. That's 800-580-1838. 800-580-1838. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real, natural-looking hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. 
you cut it. It's your own real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE11 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-1-1 to 85850. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you so much for listening today. So let's let's let me turn turn away from from that from that particular point where what we've been talking about has been this oppressor oppressed language. Well, I can we can do one more cut of this that that I think sort of gets at gets at this right. Um, if you're going to use power to go after the oppressors, you have to demonstrate, you have to make representations that the power won't be turned back on you. And nothing said that better than when, uh, I, th- I think this was uh, Jorge Ramos that uh, asked this question of uh, Bernie Sanders about his about the fact that uh, he's never said terribly much about Venezuela. Um, and he wants to basically say something he basically wants to get something from bernie about whether or not venezuela is his kind of socialism let's do this cut number eight please in terms of democratic socialism to equate what goes on in venezuela with what i believe is extremely unfair i'll tell you what i believe in terms of democratic socialism i agree with what goes on in canada and in scandinavia guaranteeing health care to all people as a human right I believe that the United States should not be the only major country on earth not to provide paid family and medical leave. I believe that every worker in this country deserves a living wage and that we expand the trade union movement. <sighs> okay. So I I hadn't heard uh, what got prepared. There's a cut, there's a bit before... There's a bit before uh, the the start of that clip where where Bernie does say Maduro's a murderous tyrant. Well, I'm glad we could agree on that, sir. Thank you. And he thinks it's deeply unfair. All right. Let, I I go back to some analysis I did as a I, I am a uh, I'm a university professor in econo- in economics as well as uh, currently a, a dean of the School of Public Affairs here at St. Cloud State, and I did some research. If you look up my professional page, maybe I'll tweet one or two of these papers to you. I wrote some pieces regarding what happens when when these when an economy turns toward a more authoritarian form of politics to decide the distribution of resources. And in almost every case, it is hard to find cases where countries that truly take on authoritarian socialist viewpoints do not end up with a higher rate of death of its citizens from government action. 
There was a there was a fine book written uh, by a group of uh, scholars, most of them uh, French. Uh, uh, the first the first author's name I can't remember all the names, but uh, the first author name was uh, it was uh, Stéphane Courtois, and uh, the name of the book was The Black Book of Communism, written about fifteen years ago now, uh, ten to fifteen years ago now, but it documents the the it documents the the deaths and the and the democides okay the death of through governments uh, uh, the it goes through that list and says hey here's well here's how many people were murdered by that so I think it's rather facile of of Bernie Sanders to sort of say well Maduro that's not my kind but it's more facile than that because who does he point to he points to Canada he points to Scandinavia in terms of measuring economic freedom, Canada is actually more economically free than the United States today. For you to call call Canada an example of democratic socialism is is really kind of weird, Senator Sanders. There's more economic freedom in Canada than there is in the United States, according to most measures. And Sweden, Norway... Denmark, Finland, all rank in the top in the top 30 of economically free countries. Now, all of them spend more on on social services than the United States does. This is true. We would call those social democracies. We don't call it democratic socialism. And you wonder what the difference is. And the difference is that the state in, in democratic socialism is directing the means of production for, for a broad range of goods. As opposed to those countries, which tax, and I should point out, tax the middle class. To go back to our cut we played from Elizabeth Warren before. When she says the middle class is going to pay less, okay, if she cites the Scandinavian countries, in the Scandinavian countries, the middle class pays a lot more in order to have the medical care, the medical insurance that those countries provide. Not less. And she'll say, yes, but we'll make up for it because you won't have to pay all those deductibles. You won't have to pay all those, those other things. And this takes me all the way back to where we started the hour. For this reason. When you go back and look at the early 19th century, and you see all of those all of those new technologies that were embedded into new machines like like the steam engine and like and like the spinning wheel and like the cotton gin those didn't come those weren't created by a god out of the machine or I'll use the latin phrase that's more common when people describe these things deus ex machina okay they didn't come about randomly they came about because someone created them. Someone invented them. And they didn't invent them because they were just good doobies trying to, trying to help make the world a better place. No. They did things because they wanted to earn an income from their inventions. They wanted to profit. New technology does not appear in, in capital goods because, because of the goodness of the heart of the inventor. 
It comes about by an entrepreneur who puts the new capital in place in order to increase their profits, in order to have a return on the investment. We have developed all of these new technologies that we enjoy today. In the last month, I just bought a new iPad. Yesterday, because my daughter's phone broke, we just bought her a new iPhone, the the new model that's going to hit the market on Tuesday. Right? We ordered one for her because her phone is bust. Okay? I find it interesting, by the way, that her phone busts just before the release of the new phone. Serendipity, of course. Serendipity. But, okay, I hope she doesn't listen to the show. She'll think I'm making fun of her. I might be. But, for you to have this new technology, someone has to be able to earn something from it, or else what in... What causes that new technology to appear in those new machines that allow for the massive increase of of people? Look, yes, there was more equality before 1780. Yeah, true. It's because pretty much everybody was living on $2 a day. Everyone was, was equally miserable. Eking out enough to get by. That's not where we are today. And I would argue, contrary to to Engels and Marx, that rather than calling it capitalism, I call it the free market. And if I had to pick a factor of production to attach to the to the ending ism, I'd have called it entrepreneurism rather than capitalism. Because none of it happens without human action. Right? Nobody planned for that all to happen, that's certainly true. But that that order which resulted in the free market system that we have today is a result of human action. And when you make it capitalism, you're basically dehumanizing the activity that created this, this phenomenon we see today. And that dehumanization is elemental to creating this oppressor that I can pick on. It's capitalism, okay? And then I attach the word capitalist to it because the word capitalist does not invoke a human face. If I say inventor, if I say entrepreneur, and you think of Alexander Graham Bell or or Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, it's a little harder to, to it's a little harder to do that. You can. You can sort of isolate them and say they're bad people. And and in goodness knows, we're good at trying to demonize an entrepreneur. And that's not unique to the field of Democrats that are out there. But isolating an entrepreneur is a little bit harder because once you put a human face to them and you have to actually think about the totality of that person's human existence, it's a little bit harder to, to use the language of the, of the Sanders and the Warrens and even the Joe Bidens. So wouldn't you know, it would take an entrepreneur, or a couple entrepreneurs, we only have one of them recorded here, to sort of bring it around to that to a different viewpoint. We're going to get to that after, right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's BAG11 to 88988. I'm a trained lawyer. I went to law school. My name is Alan. I am a current student at the OTA office in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I'm a retired district court judge, and when I decided to retire, I'd always had an interest in financial markets. I had done quite a bit of research, read up on OTA a lot. I think I had a pretty good idea of what to expect. The actual class itself was more impressive than I even anticipated. I mean, after I attended that half-day class and um, fell in love with it after that, I was absolutely 100% sold. It's almost like a light bulb goes off. You start following your rules. You recognize the mistakes you shouldn't uh, make, and you stop making them. I feel like I've actually turned a corner. I'm actually on a great path. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to do this. And I think a lot of people get scared away from the financial markets because they don't think they're smart enough, and nothing could be further from the truth. Call today for a free investing class at 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. Did you know my mom's gonna have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is gonna be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. If you're not rocking with your hands in the air right now, put a mirror under your nose. I think you're dead. It's a great song. Thank you, Eric. Awesome. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Let's let's uh, take ourselves to the uh, to the last point I want to make on this. I, I want to take a few minutes to talk about Andrew Yang. I've, we've talked about him on the show here before. Uh, but, uh, but he, he, he says some things that I really like. He says some things I really don't like. I think this is the thing I really don't like because I think it's the, I think it's the, I think he's got the right analysis of the wrong cure. 
So if this is the cut, I think it is. It's the, it's the it's the cure, which I disagree with, and I'm going to explain why I disagree with it coming up right right after we listen to him. This is Andrew Yang at the Democratic debate on Thursday, cut number nine. When you donate money to a presidential campaign, what happens? The politician spends the money on TV ads and consultants, and you hope it works out. It's time to trust ourselves more than our politicians. That's why I'm going to do something unprecedented tonight. My campaign will now give a freedom dividend of $1,000 a month for an entire year to 10 American families, someone watching this at home right now. If you believe that you can solve your own problems better than any politician, go to yang2020.com and tell us how $1,000 a month will help you do just that. This is how we will get our country working for us again, the American people. Mayor Pete Buttigieg. It's original. I'll give you that. (laughs) No, it's not. Okay. So let me let me let me both praise and and uh, and criticize uh, Andrew Yang in in about five minutes. Here you go. Praise. Unlike every other thing you've heard on the show in this hour, the thought that you could solve your own problems better than government could is an appeal along a different axis in this Arnold Kling language that I talked about much earlier in the, in the hour. He, that, than, than what you hear from every other candidate up there. Andrew Yang is a, is a left libertarian in that language. I have a lot of sympathy for left libertarians because many of the arguments that you hear on this show are, come from a libertarian rather than a conservative spec uh, analysis. Okay? Uh, off air, one of our callers spoke with Eric and said, and, and asked, what do we mean by a living wage? I believe in the freedom for you to decide what your living wage is. I'm not going to give you a number. My living wage is whatever wage I can receive that allows me to realize my dreams based on the skills and talents I have. I don't know what that number is for you. I'm blessed to have a job that pays me far in excess of what I need to live on. Okay, I don't need half the things that I buy, but I, I, but I'm in living in a site where I get to do that. So, so the fact that it, that it's up there is Andrew Yang, an entrepreneur, who understands that you might have a better solution to your problems than government does. He is not speaking the language of the oppressor or oppressed. I would argue that the Democratic Party right now only speaks along that axis. And that he is a fish out of water on that on that stage. Having said that, okay, I've come to pray. I've come to both praise Andrew Yang and to bury him. Okay, so burial number one, he's on the wrong stage. There's nobody else on that stage who's who's willing to have a, de- a debate with him along that axis. They're just going to talk across purposes. Most of the people listening are attracted to the other nine people on the stage. I'm awfully glad he's on the stage, but he's not going to get anywhere. That's one. Two. His analysis of the problem is really that the angle's pause never comes to an end. Understand from the beginning of the show, I talked about this idea of an angle's pause. Meaning that for a while, as new technologies happen, first come the profits and the wage increases come later. That's what happened in the late, in the late 18th and early 19th century in the U.K., 
that's what happened in the in the in the late 19th and early 20th century in the United States okay and in each place we saw populism come we saw we we saw trust busting we saw all of the things that we see today this this renewed interest in busting up the monopolies that you hear on the stage there are exactly the same arguments you heard in the United States at the beginning of the 20th century. Why? Because you have you've had three major technological waves. Okay, the first one, the first one, the the, the first industrial revolution, the second industrial revolution, and now we're in the third one. In none of those cases would a cash grant really have helped. What needs to happen instead is to allow the technology to disperse. When you do what Andrew Yang is doing by saying, I'm going to tax individuals, I'm going to use that to give everybody a cash grant instead, that may seem like a good idea, but you have drained, you've drained the rewards for entrepreneurs to disperse these new technologies into more and more places. Human pro- progress has been improved not by, not by cash grants like he's proposing, but by having those technologies become more and more diffused put more into more and more applications that's what will solve this issue not anything else want to welcome eric to the show today and and thank him for being here we're going to be away for a week or two but we'll be back with you uh, very soon here on the next episode of the king banging show thank you so much for listening john thank you for the cut sheet that was really helpful we'll see you next week king banging show business 1440 <laughs> We've all had the talk. There's differing opinions on when it's the right time to have the talk. Disagreements about the best way to approach it and places it's inappropriate to have the discussion. There's even people who will avoid the conversation at all costs, despite its importance. We're talking, of course, about immigration reform and the border crisis. Oh, that's what you meant. The hot topic that's being discussed around water coolers and dinner tables across the country. Plus, it's a key factor in the 2020 elections. That's why Business 1440 supports an evening with Michelle Malkin on Tuesday the 24th. Get your tickets at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Then bring a friend who's seeking to better understand this challenging topic. Remember, only elite VIP ticket holders get meet and greet access and a photo with Michelle. So get yours before they're gone at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. This event is supported by Serenity Home Interiors. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. Protests have continued in Hong Kong, even as the territory's chief executive, Carrie Lam, formally withdrew from consideration the bill that would have allowed residents of Hong Kong to be extradited to China for criminal trial. Yet, just a day earlier, China's President Xi reiterated his call, as the Wall Street Journal reported, for a determined fight to overcome any risk or challenge that endangers Communist Party leadership or harms China's sovereignty and security. So, who to believe? What should we expect from Beijing regarding Hong Kong? The only certainty is that the People's Republic of China is playing the proverbial long game. In response, we need a long-haul policy of containment and coexistence, speaking firmly but without provocation. Beijing is developing another 100-year strategy. Our response will require doing more than words. It will require ships and submarines, missiles and planes, and a cyber and a space force. Is the United States really serious? Xi is watching what we build, not what we say. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu
Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.